Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Welcome back, friends. I pray all is well with you. Today we're going to study Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 15, the temptation of Jesus. And so we read in the gospel, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. The devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, returned to Galilee, and report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we see here in the temptation of Jesus... The fact that the devil is going to attack everyone. Imagine the audacity, the courage that he has to suggest that his ability to tempt, his power of evil, is going to persuade Jesus, the source of all life, to follow him. Who does he think he is? It's so important for us to also realize that Jesus allows the temptation to affect him so that way he can show us how we are to deal with temptation too. We know that Jesus is fully God and fully human. So if he was exempt from the temptations of the devil, how would we be able to identify with Jesus? Because then it would suggest that Jesus didn't have to face the same things that we have to face. Is it not true of all of us who are striving to know God more that we might suggest that it seems that the closer we get to God, the more the devil attacks us? Would you agree with that, friends? I know there are many saints of the church and many doctors of the church who have written, I think of St. Teresa in particular, that the closer we get to Jesus, the more the devil tries to tempt and attack us. So friends, this is a statement of fact and should not get you more frustrated. 
nor should it suggest that let's just move far from God so we don't need to be tempted. That, that's not good either. What's important for us to identify, friends, is that anyone who is close to God is going to aggravate the devil. The devil does not love you. God loves you. The devil recognizes that your soul is made in the image and likeness of God. The devil does not want you to live forever in God's kingdom. The devil wants you to be damned. He doesn't want you to celebrate eternal life. Rather, he wants you to enjoy eternal torment. And the primary reason for him to feel this way is because he is so jealous of God. He is so envious of God. God wants your soul to be with him forever so badly that he sent his son Jesus to redeem us. We know that beautiful passage, John 3.16, that many people have memorized. For For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son so that he may redeem us and set us free. It's important for us to identify, friends, that the devil's biggest weapon is discouragement. And he continues to try to tempt us in our weak points. Notice how in the gospel he waits for Jesus to not have eaten for 40 days in the hopes that in a period of human weakness, Jesus may be more inclined to follow the devil's conniving plan. And yet Jesus overcomes temptation and shows us that we can as well. Have you ever been hungry before, friends? There's a famous chocolate bar, which I won't mention, that has a slogan that talks about being hangry. And when we become hungry, our behavior changes so much so that we become a different person. So it is with the devil. He knows our weak points. He knows our motivations. He knows how our mind thinks and reacts. And so for each of us, our temptation might be different. And the devil tries to attack us at a weak point. In the case for Jesus, he was famished. How many times when you're tired, does the devil try to tempt you? How many times when you and I might feel vulnerable, alone, lonely, frustrated, betrayed, Does he try to poke at us, to push our buttons, to move us away from God? In times of spiritual dryness, to suggest that God has abandoned us and is no longer hearing your prayer. There are many ways in which the devil tempts each of us. The devil tries to help us to rationalize, ah, you just missed one mass, what's the big deal? Well, you said your prayers yesterday, so today you can just go to bed. Ah, that person's homeless. Let somebody else help them because they might just be somebody who's looking for money for alcohol or a cigarette. You see how ways, friends, that the devil tries to trick us in moving according to the, the teachings of Jesus into behavior that is anything but holy and righteous in the sight of God. How is the devil tempting you? What is your strategy What is my strategy to overcome these temptations? Do we think that we can do it alone? 
Jesus tells us, apart from me you can do nothing, but with me all things are possible. In the basis of the Lord's Prayer, we hear Jesus tell us that we are to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Friends, we need to realize that we need God's help to be able to overcome all of this. And Jesus illustrates this in today's passage that we are reflecting upon. It's only after spending significant time in prayer that we realize that Jesus has the power to overcome because he is tapping into the power of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we, yes, Jesus is God, but we're talking about the humanity of Jesus here at work so that you and I as human beings can tap into that same power of the Holy Spirit. You might have heard the prayer, in the name of Jesus be gone, Satan. We don't say in the name of Father Rico be gone, Satan, or in the name of John Doe or Jane Doe be gone, Satan. We don't have that power even just in our name. But as we call upon the name of Jesus, we know that with his name comes power. The devil hates the name of Jesus. The devil hates the presence of God. And hate is a strong word, and I purposely use that to describe him because that's exactly how he feels. And so he begins in the temptation in regards to food. Food representing not just food itself, but the basic necessities of life. How many times have we found ourselves or someone we know at a point of desperation that we're willing to literally sell our souls to the devil to get what we need? Now, we might show some compassion upon somebody who might steal a loaf of bread to feed their family. And while we condone it based on the fact of need, we still recognize that that individual shouldn't steal the loaf of bread, but rather should ask for help. And please, God, you and I, as well as our community outreach programs, should help those who are in need. But when we look at the times in which we're desperate, when we are at the moment of inner weakness, are we not more and more likely to break God's commandment and fall into the traps of sin and temptation? This is why Jesus tells the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane to stay awake with me, for the devil is tempting us like the roar of a lion, waiting to pounce on us. And so we need prayer, friends, to help us to be able to overcome. Notice that at every temptation, Jesus uses scripture to combat the temptation. Once again, Jesus teaches us that the scriptures are powerful tools to ask the devil to go away by the power of God. The devil hates the scriptures because he recognizes the presence of God in the spoken words that come to us from the heart of our compassionate Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the second temptation, the devil uses the lure of the world, power, prestige, material wealth. He wishes to give this all to Jesus, suggesting that humanity will continue to be tempted by such things. How many times have we been guilty of succumbing to such temptations? The phrase money corrupts, how often that is the case, rather than sharing what we have with brother or sister. 
tithing and giving 10% to God, to which is his due and to which he asks of us, we rationalize by saying our need to budget differently. How many of us at times forget what it's like at work to be that entrant, that first co-op student, to be on that probation period where we're at the bottom of the work totem pole, sort of speak, that when we get that desired promotion, how many of us at times use our position of power to put others down, perhaps asking them to do things that we wouldn't like to do ourselves? How many of us are driven to do things for others only so that way we can receive something in return? Are we willing to be that generous with a stranger, with someone who we may never see again? We should never fall into such temptations, friends. And yet there are times in which we do. What Jesus is inviting us to do is to recognize that if we truly love God and focus on worshiping him, that our love for God, for neighbor, and then self will draw us outside of these temptations to realize that the good guy does not finish last. Rather, as Jesus says, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. If we continue to care for those, as Pope Francis reminds us, who are on the periphery, when we love the way Jesus loves and place the needs of God and other before ourselves, we find true joy. And indeed, we realize that our positions of power and prestige are merely gifts from God. And that those of us that hold these positions should exercise them, not in a form of lording it over people, but rather an opportunity to realize that we can make a better impact on the world by our positions that we hold. To speak boldly in the name of God and the needs of others, and then also recognizing our own needs as well. In the third temptation, the devil suggests that Jesus is to test God to his very core. Throw yourself down. And notice here, the devil even uses scriptures to try to convince Jesus to go against what God's will is. How many times do we even see this in our world? Where religious leaders or followers may use faith as an excuse to do certain things that are not of God. How we use the scriptures to serve our own motives rather than God's. When we eliminate some of the teachings of Jesus Christ and we adapt them to meet our own needs rather than God's expectation of us. Once again, Jesus combats this temptation with another important scripture not putting God to the test. Friends, sometimes in our own prayer lives, though innocently, we might even say, well, God, you know, if you exist, then, you know, show me a sign. If you help me to win the lottery, then I'll know you really love me. Lord, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. Almost like we're in this negotiation with God as if God owes us anything. Friends, God doesn't owe us anything. Rather, we owe God everything we have and are. And yet, while God can never be outdone in generosity, 
It's not up to us to make these negotiations or requests. Now, Jesus absolutely gives us permission to come to him in prayer, but we shouldn't be putting God to the test. God, if you don't, then I won't. And if we're being truly honest with ourselves, friends, I know I can be guilty of this at times as well, sadly. We often test God. We worry much. We trust little. How can you and I move from these periods of temptation, even when we have a genuine desire to help somebody, maybe to heal them of a terminal illness? Maybe it is to help them in a marriage that's on the rocks. Maybe it's to ask God to help them to be healed from an addiction of many kinds. It's up to us to lift them in prayer, to bring it to God's ears, and then to trust that God's will be done in the situation. What are the temptations that we are currently wrestling with? Do I work too much? Do I truly respect my spouse as he or she deserves? In my relationship with my children or my parents, am I as respectful as God asks me to? Am I using substances that I know are harming my body, my mind, my soul, and yet I continue to overeat, drink, smoke, etc.? Do I try to deal with some of the problems in my life rather than in practical good ways by acting out? Each of us have different temptations. This list is not exhaustive. And yet the devil knows exactly how to attack us. And we need the power of God to sustain us. Friends, may we call upon the power of God to help us each and every day through the words of the Lord's Prayer through perpetual prayer in general, through an opportunity to frequent the sacraments of Holy Eucharist and God's forgiveness and confession, may we also seek to make these scriptures a way of inspiring us, encouraging us, lifting us up, so that we too will become holy. And with God's help, we'll be able to overcome these temptations and laugh in the face of Lucifer, who wants nothing more than to keep us from God's love. I know you want to experience God's love, as I do. So in confidence, we move forward. Let us pray for one another. Let us especially pray for those who are struggling with temptation. Let us pray for ourselves who continue to struggle with temptation. And trust that God is always with us, no matter how strong or how weak we currently are. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.